Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Couch with the real Dr. Jehu, a podcast dedicated to breaking the stigma of mental health, normalizing help seeking, and bringing you tips and tricks for living a thriving holistic life. I'm Dr. Christine Jehu, a licensed psychologist and host of the show. I'm pumped to bring you raw and real conversations with clinicians, mental health advocates, and people just like you. And it's all without the psychobabble. And just a quick caveat, this podcast is not mental health treatment, and it's not intended to be a substitute for mental health treatment. So you can check out the show notes for resources on finding a therapist in your area. All right, let's get into it. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Couch. We are going a little off the cuff today. Just to pull the curtain back a little bit, I typically make a pretty detailed outline when I do these episodes, uh, but I didn't do that today. And part of it is because I'm going to talk to you about, teach you a tool that I use pretty frequently in my clinical practice and thought that it would be super fun to share it here with you. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about how to make a decision. I've been talking to a handful of people here recently and have just seen it in my life that a lot of people are trying to make decisions. Um, you know, I work at a university and I work with college athletes. And in the season of COVID, the NCAA has granted everyone a fifth year of eligibility. So normally you get four years to play, but because of the pandemic and seasons getting screwed up for the last year, they were given everybody a fifth year. And so I've been having conversations with people who are wondering, you know, am I going to take this fifth year? What about a career um, choice that I have coming up? What about some job options that are on the table? We use this tool oftentimes when people are sorting through their relationship. Do they want to stay in it or not? Uh, Do they want to move or not? So (laughs) uh, it's a really, really helpful tool and you can be you can use it for a lot of different purposes. This can also be really helpful, um, you know, if you if you're faced with a decision and typically under normal circumstances, it wouldn't be that hard for you to sort through it. But one of the things that's happening with the pandemic and the chronic stress is that I'm I'm finding that we have decision fatigue. Really, there's the energy that's there to make a decision just feels really low. So maybe you're just having a hard time sorting through all your thoughts. This tool can be really, really helpful. It can also be helpful if a lot of people have been weighing in on whatever it is that's in front of you that you are working to make a decision around, and you're trying to sort through what's mine and what's theirs, right? So if you are just in this space where you need to sort some things out to help you move forward, to help you figure out the next best step, then this is going to be a fantastic tool for you. So I call this a decision matrix. There might be some other fancy official name for it, but in my world, it's the decision matrix. And so you can think of it as sort of an enhanced version of a pro-con list. So you've probably had a decision in the past or um, you've worked, talked to somebody about a decision that they're making and they say, well, I made a pro-con list. And that's great. That's really just two parts of the equation here and one level of it. So with this decision matrix... If you want to grab a piece of paper and kind of walk through this as I talk it out, 
it might make a little bit more sense if you've got the visual. Okay, so we're going to use relationships because whether or not you've been in a romantic relationship, you've had friendships, you've had family uh, relationships, and so this can be really helpful. But in terms of this, we'll talk about it um, as a romantic relationship. So you've got your four quadrants on your page. So for this relationship, we're going to write down the pros of staying in the relationship. That's in one quadrant. The next quadrant to the right of it will be the cons of staying in the relationship. And then we're going to go down to the to the next quadrant, the pros of leaving the relationship. And then that last quadrant, the cons of leaving the relationship. So you've got the two options to stay or to leave the relationship. And we're going to do pros and cons of both, right? So this is that first level where we're expanding out that basic pro-con list. And so here, you're going to write down everything possible within these quadrants. You're not going to place any judgment on it. It doesn't matter if um, the pro, if there's a pro of staying, that's also a con of leaving. That's okay. If it comes to mind, write it down. We're not editing in this, in this piece. So let's say pros of staying in a relationship. It might be familiar. It might be comfortable. You and your partner might have fun. Uh, you don't have to be in the dating world. You've got history there, right? There's, there's some pros in this. So then the cons, maybe the cons of staying in the relationship, maybe you're fighting. Your parents aren't a fan of this person. Uh, maybe your emotional needs aren't fully being met you're giving more than you're receiving, right? Whatever the cons are of staying in the relationship. And then let's go down to the pros of leaving the relationship. It could be things like you have more time with your friends. There's not any more fighting. Uh, let's see, your family is going to be a little bit more happy, right? So those might be some pros of leaving the relationship. And then cons of leaving the relationship. You might be sad temporarily, uh, you won't have maybe your person, quote unquote, to turn to. Your weekends might look a little bit different. And then other people might have questions about it, right? So those are just some examples of things that might show up in the different areas. So again, that first step is working through the quadrants and you're just putting down all of the things that are possible in all of the quadrants. It doesn't matter at this point you know, if one feels more important than the other, we're going to get there in this next step. You're also not going to use any judgment. We're not going to be editing. You're just going to put down everything possible. This is that quantity stage, right? You're just going to get everything that fits each of the categories down on paper. So the next step, what you're going to do, which this is one of the most powerful parts. I think it's the first step is powerful of looking at the pros and cons of each side because that's not something that we typically do. Um, typically, it would just be, you know, the the pro and con of the relationship, but this takes it in into the those additional levels. But this next step, we're gonna we're gonna put a rating essentially on each of the items. And so I typically suggest to people, that you're going to change color of your pen at this point. And let's use, say, a five-star rating. And you're going to go down the list, and you're going to rate each item in each of the quadrants on how important that item is to you. 
what it's how important, how impactful, how meaningful, whatever it is out of five stars, you're going to put draw the stars next to it. So a couple of examples here from our pro con matrix for the relationship. The pros of staying in the relationship. It's comfortable and familiar. Okay, we're going to give that two stars because yeah, it's, it's nice, but it's not top of the list kind of deal. But then maybe for, okay, we have fun. I'm going to give that five stars because that's important. So this is how impactful it is, how important it is, how valuable it is to you. So then we go over to the cons of staying in the relationship. We're fighting more. I'm going to give that five stars because while that's not a valuable thing to have in the relationship, that's an important part of the of the cons that I'm considering, right? Fighting more is not something of value in this relationship. So it is an important part of the decision. So that's going to be five stars. Your parents aren't a fan. So let's give it three stars, right? Your parents aren't in the relationship, but family is important. Um, emotional needs aren't being met. That would be another five-star piece, right? Because that's important for your emotional needs to be met within a relationship. So similarly, words are hard today. Similarly, going into the pros of leaving the relationship, maybe you're going to have more time with friends. And if that's really important to you, maybe that's a four-star situation. No more fighting. Again, five stars. That's important. I don't want to be in a relationship with fighting, right? Going over to the cons of leaving. You're going to be sad temporarily. I'm going to go ahead and give that two stars because, you know, being sad is a bummer, but I recognize that it's temporary. Friday nights are going to look different. Again, that's a temporary thing because with planning and intentionality, Friday nights or the weekend could be really fantastic. So let's go ahead and give that two stars. Hopefully you're getting the, getting the idea here that you've got the quantity from, for, from the first part. Now we're going to go in and look at the quality of each of these, and we're going to give it a five-star rating. And one of the reasons why I suggest using two different colors of pen here, right, you're going to write them all in one color, and then you're going to give the five-star ratings in another, is after you fill it out, and for some people, this is going to take a couple of sweeps through, right, but you can do this step at each phase, right? If you want to sit down tonight, work on your decision matrix, and then you're going to come back to it a day or two later. Because sometimes our decisions that we're working through can be pretty heavy, right? It can be something that we want to take our time with, that we really want to be considering all sides of it and see how we feel after we've put it, put it on paper, stepped away for a little bit and come back, right? So what you want to do at this point once you have all the quantity and you've got the five-star ratings, is hold it up in front of you and maybe hold it out just a little bit so that you're not necessarily keying in on the words, but just take a look at what's there, right? Look for any patterns. Look for where you're seeing the majority of the stars. So for, the, for this example that we did, the cons of staying in the relationship Maybe there were just a couple of them there, but they were all weighted, say, four to five stars, meaning that they're really powerful, impactful elements. But the pros of staying in the relationship, maybe there's eight or ten of them there, but they're one, two, three-star ratings, right? There's not really a lot there carrying much weight. 
that's going to start telling you something, right? We, when we do a simple pro con list, most often folks are just looking at, okay, well, which one has the most information? Well, that's not the full story, right? Because some of them may not be that important. So that's where when we put this, well, we've broken it up into four more distinct quadrants, but then we're also putting this star rating on it to see what what pieces are the most important to us, right? It just, it shifts the game a little bit. Um, so yeah, you're going to step back, you're going to evaluate, you're going to see what's there, and then you can make a decision around, okay, what's the next best step here, right? Maybe you sit with it for a little bit and you, maybe you need to have some conversations, right? If we're talking about this relationship piece, maybe this has brought to light some of the areas where you need to have conversation, where you want to try to make some adjustments within the relationship. Simply doing a decision matrix, this enhanced pro-con, doesn't mean that you have to immediately make a decision from it, right? You can find out where you need a little bit more information. You can sit with the impact of this decision matrix for a couple of days, for a couple of weeks. You can add to it. You make an adjustment here or there. But ask yourself, what's the next best step? And then sometimes it might be really, really obvious to you, okay, here's the decision. And maybe in your gut, you knew what the decision was, but you weren't necessarily ready to pull the trigger. But now you've got the data to back it up. The other great thing about this is that you've got the data there on paper, like I just said, to back up your decision. So if you get a little cold feet when you go to take the next best step, you've got that list, you've got this matrix behind you, supporting the decision that you've made, supporting that next best step for you in this process. So then let's say you've, you've gone through this process and you're feeling pulled towards one direction of your quadrant. Like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to end this relationship or I'm going to accept this job or I'm going to stay for an extra year. Whatever it might be, whatever the decision is, but you're not 100% ready to make that decision. You can do what I like to say is living as if It's just this exercise where you don't make any changes outwardly in your life, but you make a shift, a mindset shift internally. So let's say, um, let's use grad school for an example. Let's say you're trying to make a decision between two grad schools, one that's going to require you to move across the country, and the other one is going to move you back home and maybe you're going to live with your parents and go to grad school. <laughs> and you've done your you've done your decision matrix and there's just a lot of pieces that um have you leaning towards moving across the country, but that's a little bit terrifying still. Maybe the opportunity out there feels better, um it's exciting while also being a little bit scary. So you're not quite ready to pull the trigger yet. So what you can do is give yourself a certain amount of time. I would say any three days might be a little too short, but if all you have is three days, that's fine too. So maybe five days to a week, kind of give yourself a full weekly cycle if you can to live as if you've made the decision 
to go to grad school and move across the country, right, that, with that option. So again, you're not clicking yes on the acceptance, you're not packing your boxes yet, but you're shifting your mindset to say, okay, this is the decision I've made. And then you're going to move through your days and move through that week as if you've made that decision and see how it feels, right? Does it bring you so much relief? Are you getting super excited? Are you waking up and jumping immediately online to look for apartments? Are you pricing out moving boxes? Like, (laughs) what are you doing? How are you feeling internally? Is anything shifting in how you're approaching the world? On the other hand, you might do this exercise of living as if and you wake up and you want to crap your pants. It is the scariest thing ever and your stomach is in knots and you feel like you've made the worst decision of your life. That's going to tell you something, right? Or you're smack dab in the middle and you're like, zero F's given right here. Like nothing's shifting, right? That's, that's all going to give you really great information. And so I would say in this example, if you wake up and you're in that like middle of the road thing, do the live as if on the other side, or you do the live as if with both, right? And see what sort of internal shifts happen for you, what additional information you get from yourself as you're going through this activity of living as if. I have suggested this to countless countless clients. We've done the decision matrix and they've gotten to a point where they're like, okay, I think this one is it, but I'm just not ready to pull the trigger. And I'm like, hey, go live as if. You're not changing anything up in your life, but you're just going to live as if you've made this decision and see what happens to you. And without fail, they come back to me and they have solidified their decision, right? Because there's that gut, that gut feeling, right? That if you give yourself the opportunity to cue into it and pay attention to it, it really has a lot to tell you. And then you've got your decision matrix to back it up. The data is there on paper. So you've got your data, you've got your gut experience of living as if. And more often than not, the decision is is plain and clear in front of you. It doesn't mean that the execution is going to be easy. (laughs) It doesn't mean that, you know, there's not going to be some emotional pieces to this um, or some hard times, but that's the next step, right, Is, is figuring out, okay, then what does this look like to execute it? But at least you've gotten to the decision and going through these processes, again, gives you that data to back it up, that living as if takes it to the next level, so that you can start to feel connected on a gut on a gut level to this next step that you're going to take. So I hope you found this helpful, this decision matrix um, and living as if. I would love to hear how it's helped you. If there was a decision that you uh, were working to make and you use the matrix, let me know. I would love to hear um, how these episodes have been impacting your life. So you can connect with me on Instagram at the real Dr. Jehu. And until next time, friends, we'll talk soon. All right, friends, thanks for joining in on another conversation beyond the couch. I'd love to hear your takeaways from today's episode. So if you would take a screenshot and share it in your Instagram stories and be sure to tag me at the real Dr. Jehu. I can't wait to connect with you. All right, we'll talk soon.